Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Dex and Jake joining you once again this week for everything Sheffield Wednesday. But before we get into that, how has your week been, my friend? It's been good. Uh, a lot of things happening behind the scenes, like I showed you beforehand, and I'll explain more of that when it gets closer to the time of doing, but everything's a little bit exciting. But I, I've got another thing Sheffield Wednesday related thing. So right. as some of you know, I like to buy little bits of Wednesday stuff and it's normally when it's on sale because I am a Yorkshireman and I'm a tight ass uh, when it comes to stuff. But I don't know if I'm going to look like a or not, but we'll find out. Sheffield Wednesday bucket hat. Yeah, he's just put a Sheffield Wednesday bucket hat on. And I do look a bit bad, but I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, it's been one of those uh, weeks of... Trying to get things done. Uh, Quite last like week that, was actually. carry on. <laughs> Can't we? But we also had the great thing of my little and first second week at school. Come back home ill, kind of thing. She come back ill, so it's like she's bringing it all back and it back them. But you know, you'll get this when you get older. So I went and saw my mother on Sunday, right? And right. it was a surprise visit, so she wasn't prepared, so she was a bit flustered. But you know when you ask your parents what's new, anything new kind of thing? Yeah. And if you, if you don't live with them, you kind of say, you go, what's new? Haven't been to a house in a long time because she's a bit, she likes it house to be a certain way and she don't want me to see it because she thinks I'll nitpick things. I don't, she's just like that. I'm used to being a blue door on the home I grew up in. And I get to my house and there's a PVC door that I'd never seen before. And I had to think, is that actually my mum's house? And my uncle, oh yeah, she got a new door. You know, when I said anything new going on, that was something that would be anything new. <laughs> well, maybe but she it, didn't need to bother you with it, Jake. Have you ever uh, thought of that? Just a yeah, door. Yeah, true, but she bothered me about with everything else. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but, it, I wasn't it, expecting that either, to be honest, talking about PVC doors as we start across, but this is the podcast. Yeah. I'm getting old now. I'm, come on, I'm 30-odd I'm 30 something next month, so yeah. Uh, turning old, it's fun, and I'm getting more grey in my beard. How's your week been, mate? It's good, yeah. Um, went to a wedding on Saturday, recovering still. Um, not as much as I was yesterday. I just can't, I can't, I can't do... I can't do the days after anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is, this is just Was pain. it an all day? Was it an all day one? Yeah, or one? Yeah. Oh, so all it wasn't day. one of those ones where you wake up and go, I'm feeling fine. I've beaten this hangover then yet that afternoon. Oh no. Those are it, the work ones. No, it was, um, it was working myself up to going to breakfast. <laughs> And then looking at it going, I don't know if I can eat this. <laughs> that gutting. That's absolutely gutting. I've oh. officially reached the point of too old for this now. <laughs> However, <laughs> it was a fantastic day. Yeah. yeah. You do get to that point where you just go, can't do that level of drinking no more. My body's not built for it. <laughs> well, I didn't. I don't know. I was, I was tamer than I compared to when I used to be probably, but. Yeah, I just can't mm. do it. I can't do it. I yeah. uh, 
I can't do the beer fear either. You know, the morning you after, not? you know, when you've got hammered yeah. and you're just like, oh, what? you know, like, I just, yeah. I don't have time for it, honestly. Yeah. Like, wasn't you too get, bad there, to be fair. Um, you do get to a point in life where it's just like, you know what, it's not worth it. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Didn't, didn't really stick my foot in my mouth there, I don't think. Um, it was not that kind of vibe. Yeah. So it was it was all right. It was it was a lovely day. It's uh, seen one of my best mates getting married, and obviously we were very involved. So as I said, I was a groomsman on it. Yeah. Um. Previously, and it was it was nice. It was a really really nice day. Um, are you are you get to that point where a lot of your friends are getting married and having kids then. Yeah, pretty much. In your friend Everybody. group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always fun um, when that happens. Yeah. There's um. There's a lot of that there. And then obviously there was delays with the pandemic and things like that. Mm, so mm. a lot of stuff is backlogged and ha- happening soon. But yeah, this was a, this was, this was a big one. This was a, I just, it was just a really nice day in general, you know. And you so. did, and you did a lot of work for this, like trying to get your health, just getting healthier as well for it, didn't you? Not for this specifically. No, I've just been trying to get my health. You've been trying to get health on track. Yeah. Um, Still on but track that's... or not at the moment? <laughs> well, not if you asked me yesterday, no. But yeah, in general, <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking after myself, obviously, or attempting to. Yeah, my voice has still got that. Um, it's got like rattle, raspiness. Yeah, it's it's got that tired nature to it still. Mm. So, but I'm fine. I'm I'm fine today. I feel completely normal today because I sort of got back yesterday, had a nap, and then chilled out a little bit and naps are fun played some video games when i actually felt like i could and then yeah but to be honest i wasn't as bad as i used to be because if i really like had hit it hard Mm. and i did but not to the point of i think i've learned not to mix now as i've got older yeah you mix Um, you're in a world of pain oh no yeah completely but this i kind of did because i started on one but I only had a couple of those and then I stuck to the same drink all night. And the plan was to sort of try a few different things, but luckily yeah. I didn't. I stuck to one drink. So it was just like a typical dehydration out yeah. thing rather than, oh God, your insides are literally dissolving as you speak. <laughs> yeah. Um so no, it wasn't it wasn't too bad on that front. You mentioned video games and before we start into the whole thing, the FIFA cards have come out for Wednesday. Go on. Not, uh, no, they, they what, what the What the Gov ones are for League One with Barry Barry. Oh, yeah. All, not they, all of them have yet. No. Not yet. It's, it's not, they're not all out yet. The database is slowly getting broached. But no, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll, be in, that'll be in the actual podcast probably. I'll probably mention that at some point there mm. uh, when they do officially get revealed. Probably not a news story today, actually. Yeah, Bannon's card's out. They've downgraded him. It's a bit weird. They don't usually do a downgrade after they give a team of the season card. But it's almost as if they've just acted. So he was a 73 last year, and they've almost acted as if he didn't get that team of the season. And mm. they've put into a 72, um, which is still joint highest in the championship. But I think it's because they brought Hurahan down and they didn't want to put Har- they wanted to put them at the same rating. Yeah. So they're both 72. But I'm like, Barry, Barry Bannon got an 88 team of the season card last season yep. and you've downgraded him. Yeah. It, it just, it was a bit weird. And the fact that him and Volks are the only two players in the top League One players weird. means everybody else is 
sub 70 pretty much. Yeah. Which is not I, fantastic. I'll be interesting to see how playing that this year, how Delhi Bashiro grows. I think he could be quite a good player to grow potential wise this season. It, de- it depends if they actually do anything about it. The lower leagues get forgotten and forgotten. It wasn't too bad when you were in the championship because you had mm. a couple of those gems, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have a look at it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued with it this year because of the changes to player career and things like that and yeah. trying something out a little bit differently, but I want to I want to see more about it first before we go into that. But yes, um, I, I say at the top, it might be not as long as podcast as it usually is. It possibly could be um but we'll see today it doesn't it doesn't feel like loads has happened in terms of what could be a could be a lengthy episode but we will see on that front but so yeah let's get into the talking uh the talking wednesday main news side of it but no we're not actually i'm lying to you we've got reviews we've actually got reviews sound the bloody klaxon right Yep. So, Christian James 01, I apologise if I've read this before, where you're getting it read twice, but this one popped up and it didn't pop up on our filter, but it, apparently this was like back in June that you left this, so mm. you had left the podcast and you uh, review and I possibly read it, but it's getting read again. We've got another one, which is why I mentioned this, because the new one was what bumped me up and realised that, oh, uh, that actually came through the net with this one, so... Christian James01 writes, great duo, great podcast, leaves a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The Talking Wednesday podcast is without a doubt one of the best parts of my week. A very considered and fair look at all things Sheffield Wednesday on a week-by-week basis, hosted by two very entertaining mates, Dex and Punk. Thank you for all the last guys. You've made many long commutes far better while keeping me up to date on the best club in the world. We're all Wednesday, aren't we? As I read that, I feel like I might have read it before, but there we go. Uh, Thank you very much, Christian. That is appreciated. So, the one that has slipped through and come and sort of like brought that back through on the filter is from student Bob on Apple podcast. And it's a, he says, leave us as a five star review and says still the best reviewed this podcast when it first started. And it's still as good, if not better. I particularly like the structure that the two have developed, which allows them to speak freely and go off on tangents without getting boring as many podcasts do, even with this <laughs> introduction of the scrappy do character. In brackets, sorry, Jack, doesn't detract from my enjoyment, which again is testament to the professionalism of the setup. Keep it up, lads. I can fully see that. Yeah. He got another nickname now. I can fully see that. Oh, that might have to get made into artwork. That's amazing. He is a bit of a scrappy do character, isn't he? There you go, Jack. Thank you, Susan Bob. That's uh, yeah. that's giving me a laugh. I like how when I refresh it, it says we have three ratings. When actually we have about fifty. I don't know why Apple Podcast <laughs> works very weird, but it does Apple work Podcast very weird. Apple Podcast doesn't work very well in terms of their rating system. Hasn't done for if, a while. If you would like um, your review read on the show, make sure you leave a review on those services that we have linked below in the description and we will read them out if you leave one on Podchase or Apple Podcasts. I'm always interested where people listen to podcasts as well because I know a lot of people listen to them on their commute. Well, some people keep trying to claim this podcast on other podcast services. Oh, do they? And they don't realise they can't do that because they asked to go through two authenticity checks with myself. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. 
let's get into the actual news. Yep. So Sheffield Wednesday have played two matches since we last spoke to you. And the first one was a midweek game against Morecambe. Jake, talk us through it. This game against Morecambe, we huffed and puffed and we eventually got there is the best way of talking about it. Had a lot of shots, made a lot of chances, but it was one of those games where you did feel like it felt like the last time we played Morecambe. Last time we played Morecambe, huff, puff, didn't work. They went up the other end, took corner, got the goal, and they got away with all three points. This time, we had a bit more, there was a bit more bite to us. It felt better, if that makes sense. We didn't seem to shy away, and it was interesting. We had a change of system as well, four at the back, which was very interesting to see us do that, because we'd not really seen that properly from Darren Moore. It was an odd formation, wasn't it, when we were all looking at it, trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, It worked. Don't get me wrong, it did work 100%. But to get Josh Windach going from a corner was fantastic. In his interview at the end, he turned around and said, I wasn't actually meant to be there, but I just went into that space anyway. By getting a goal by similar means. And I thought the goal by Smith, I think the link up play with Windaf, but the way Windaf brought it down to him to just make it so it was an easier shot was superb. And there's a link up play getting there, which is something you're starting to see. Now Smith is starting to get regular games. There's a link up play between Windaf, there's a link up play between Gregory. It's something we've not seen in a while where we've got a strong partnership forming there. It's not been there for a good couple of years, I don't think, where there's a consistency. That's where we've got to get good on it get the consistency with it. But it was a good game. And it's like 29 shots and 11 of them on target. The f- yeah, the first half did feel like, is it ever going to happen, really, though, yeah. when we were watching it? It's, it took a while to fully get into the swing of it. Carry on. I also, I also understand why a lot of people were saying it's only Morecambe, but we can only beat what's in front of us. The, like, I was surprised by how much negativity there were by some people on certain social media. It's like, yeah, but it's also... You're going to get games like a Morecambe where you expect to win and when you do win and you go, well, it's Morecambe, kind of, you know, that kind of attitude. But these are the games last season we screwed up. We lost against Morecambe last season. Yes. <laughs> There's a massive difference. You know, we, we played Morecambe and it was one of those where we kept missing chances, but eventually the determination went through and two goals from corners were the first yeah. two. Barry Bannon corners. Yes. <laughs> Wednesday don't score from corners, and they do two in the space of what, what was it, 20 minutes-ish? Yep. Interesting. And then Michael Smith's goal at the end was fantastic. Obviously, Shaw coming back to play against us as well. There was that photo. Yes, I know he'd run past him. Yeah. Getting on the joke. the camera. It was we obviously it. just, yeah, we, we get it. Um, he didn't get a good reception either, Shaw. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Um, fans have got long memories, but we battered him, to be fair. Yeah. And their keeper at the end, I was actually praising their keeper all the way through the game because it could have been like seven or eight. And he just said at the end, it didn't feel like a 3-0 game. And I was like, that was in your size defence. Is it because it felt like it could have been a seven or eight, mate? Because you kept (laughs) stopping them. He was unlucky, to be fair. And that's what their fans were saying very similar stuff to that. Which is what mm. makes it even worse for them. <laughs> but yeah. Right, you're going to have to talk me through the Ipswich. I've not seen anything 
in terms of Ipswich because I was right. at a wedding all that day and I've not done the catch-up on it. So you're going to have to talk me through it. So the Ipswich game was interesting. We nearly started really well. Barry Bannon nearly go from about the halfway line and went to chip it and it bounced just as, as it got to the goal, it bounced and then went over and like, oh, that would have been great to see him get that. And then when they have an issue at the minute, when defending, I don't know if anyone else has noticed it. When players run at us at some time, we stand off. We don't put a tackle in and they manage to get fools very quickly. And a centre-back ran all the way through and then passes it to make it 1-0. Four minutes in. That is mm. four minutes in. That shouldn't be happening. Again, Iorfa isn't the player we used to have. He's not the same player. Back in the day, he would have put a leg out. He would have put a tackle in. I still think there's a mental side of him that's scared to put a proper tackle in. He's looked good against weaker opposition, I guess you say, this yeah. season. And he's had some really good games in that regard. But I, I, if he had another display at Ipswich, like I have seen from him, and that's what has been described to me, it's not fantastic. Yeah. We're playing Dockdale as a sweeper-keeper, which is interesting. There was some period where we were passing... I, Oh, we were passing it across the box and there was a player ready to pounce on it, which, okay, it happens, I understand it, but we looked okay. We had a bit of the ball, but not enough. Nothing was sticking in the midfield. And again, it's another case of when players get in our faces, we struggle. We struggle yeah. to break that down. Second half, thinking, right, let's change it up. Let's try and do something. And they started very well again in the second half. And it's like... Their, their second goal was an own goal by uh, Iorfa. Iorfa couldn't really do much. Ball comes in, he kind of stood there and it bounced off his inner thigh. It's a it, thigh knee kind of thing. And you're like, right, that's a done game. I can't see getting back into this. But there is something about this Wednesday team at the moment that is different to most. It is since we had to get rid of that hoodoo we have from coming from behind the year, I think it was the 2019 record and then the one that was from like 2016 record, six-year record. We got the ability to come back from games. Now, Reese James made a big impact here. Now, he's not a start of many uh, due to either not being that fit yet or getting sent off, but he crosses with vital. Joe Byers again with another goal. Joe Byers is that goal-scoring midfielder we've missed for so long. And he reminds me a little bit of Kieran Lee, because Kieran Lee will get on the ball and get goals, mm. but also make things work. Great goal. Now, our last goal. Now, this is the controversy one. Yeah, Michael Smith is offside. I don't care. <laughs> that referee was atrocious all game. He was giving free kicks that weren't free kicks. Here's one for you. James, did you know that you could be offside in your own half half, and then give a free kick to the opposition? I heard about this. You, you, you can't. No. No. The referee had just been promoted from, I think, non-league, and this was his first game doing uh, League One football. I understand referees have got a hard job and they've got to make it through the thing. But surely let him do a League 2 game, a couple of League 2 games, then a League 1 game. Kind of get used to it. This I'm sorry, but if he's jumping up to any professional football standard, if any fan can pretty much tell you that you can't be offside in your own half, then a yeah. professional referee should know you can't be offside in your own half. Yeah, exactly. 
And in this game, there was some incident that we don't want to talk. We don't want to put too much light on because we are going to talk about it a bit more in the podcast, but the game nearly did get abandoned. The referee got both managers to one side and said, if any more things get thrown on the pitch, we will abandon the game because it was docked like three or four times. Now, if you're doing that, don't come to Hillsborough. Don't go to away games. It's not needed at the end of the day. Yes, you can disagree and boo and shout, but at the same time, throwing stuff is completely different. I it. No, don't do it. What's your it's... opinion on flares? Um, I'm, I'm opening up a can of worms here. You are. Like them, but also don't. Um, it depends on the situation for me. Yeah. It, like, yeah. If it's a big game. The, the, big you game, they make the atmosphere. But you, don't need like... to be throw, you don't need to be throwing them at like... You, you don't know. need to throw them on the pitch. You can let them off in the... Dan, but also well, the reason they throw them on the pitch is so nobody can see who's got the flare out. That's why they do it. Yeah, because if you've got it oh, in yeah. your hand, if we yeah. if we if we have this whole like no flare policy, and then you look at Europe where they just don't care. <laughs> I don't know how they do. They do they do they put them somewhere where the sun don't shine? Because it's I could, be. I, could, I can't, I can't get in the ground. I can't get in the ground with a bottle on me, uh, bottle top on me. No bottle. Yeah, it's it's, it's either it's got to either be the put it where sun don't shine. So he lobs it over. Like a couple of days before, and I, think, I think it. I think it's uh, the budgie smuggling, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, but to get back into the game, two two was fantastic, and I reckon if we did do another ten minutes, we would have got back into it and probably won it. But Mighton came on, looked good. Uh, no Wilkes again in this game. He didn't it's very play weird any minute, that for me, which is odd. I would have thought this would have been the perfect game to get him ready. Downmore has turned around and said that uh, he he's a bit away from being ready, but kind of game where you're calling for it, pace, getting people in in mind. Like, Josh Windass was superb in that game as well with some of the movement. Right. He was much better when he wasn't a striker. And I I think this experiment of using him as a striker needs to stop. To be honest. Especially because we've got strikers now. Exactly. I, um... When I was seeing it, when I looked at it on paper, because obviously I was just checking the score, seeing where we were to get a point against the people at the top of the league. Unbeaten as well. I'll take it. Yeah. And I just didn't... I did see a bit of a meltdown, like, oh, we need to we need to be ones that are the... Prim-. Again, like, unhappy with, the, it, with it. And I was like, what? It's a point against the league leaders. It's only September and the meltdowns have been very quick. <laughs> it's because people think we should be bossing the league. And yeah. I understand there's that side of it, but it, when do Wednesday boss leagues? Never, not been something we've done for a long time. Like, that was match day 10 out of 46. There's a lot of games of football to come. Yeah. Um, I just think the meltdown's been interesting this season because they started very early. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. Got to keep performing. Mm. Um, right, let's go through the League One review then. So these are the matches that were midweek, Tuesday night. Wednesday obviously beat Morecambe away from home 3-0. Ipswich beat Bristol Rovers 2-0. Shrewsbury beat Exeter City 3-2. Wickham beat Accrington Stanley at home 1-0. MK Dons lost at home to Bolton 2-0. Plymouth beat Oxford 1-0. Portsmouth 2-0 against Burton. Cheltenham beat Cambridge 2-1 at home. Barnsley 1-0 with Port Vale there. Speaking to a Barnsley fan, I thought that was a good result, actually. I was like, you joke. Really? Yeah. Okay. Was quite drunk. Um, ah. Fleetwood beat 
Peterborough 1-0 away from home. Forest Green and Charlton drew one all. Lincoln beat Derby County 2-0. So Derby finding out the league isn't the easiest. And then we move on to the Saturday fixtures. Bolton and Peterborough finish 1-0 to Bolton. MK Dons beat Oxford United. Uh, MK Dons on the road there, 2-1. Derby beating Wickham, 2-1. So trying to bounce back. Portsmouth and Plymouth ended 2-all. Burton on the road, Exeter beat Exeter 2-0. Fleetwood and Charlton ended 1-all. Port Vale beating Shrewsbury 2-1. And obviously our 2-0 draw with Ipswich at home. Bristol Rovers 3 at home. Lincoln City 6. Bit mental that one. Accrington Stanley 1 at Cheltenham 0. Cambridge United nil, Barnsley 3 with a red card for Barnsley. Still managed to get the 3-0 win. Forest Green 1, Morecambe 2. So Morecambe bouncing back from us, beating them 3-0 in the week. So now the interesting thing about these league games, Portsmouth, Plymouth and Wednesday, Ipswich, that, the, that's your top four, all got 2-2 two, two draws. Plymouth, yep. uh, Portsmouth got it late on to win. Uh, to get the draw of well, because Plymouth were winning that. It's interesting. It's already turning into a very, very tight champion, uh, I wish, League One table at the minute. And it's, it can, I think it can be a really good season, but there are, there's some results in there you see, like Derby, Derby came back into that game versus Wickham, if I remember, like MK Dons are right near the bottom of well of Oxford at the minute. Bolton, I know we're on level points now of well so we could have done with the result and it seems like Peter uh, dropped off a little bit from where they started I thought so, they would you did say I did, did say, say they'd be the team that come yep. down and take them a bit but all in all some good results there for us to be fair if you take away the Bolton one but good week of football yeah, well, here's how the table looks now. So Ipswich Town is still at the summit with 21 points. Portsmouth in second with 21 points. Plymouth in third with 19 points. Wednesday in fourth still with 17 points. So four points off the top and second, re- respectively. Bolton in fifth, same points on 17. Barnsley in sixth, 14 points. And Derby County hit seventh there with 14 points. Lincoln City make the top eight, 13 points mm. there. So it's, it is tight up there but we are we are going into match day 10 aren't we so yeah we did we haven't played 10 matches one got postponed jake i think that's why oh yeah yeah Yeah, the the um plymouth game okay so let's get into the news news this is a statement that is from Sheffield Wednesday's website. It reads like this, quote, Following incidents at Hillsborough during Saturday's League One fixture between the Owls and Ipswich Town, play was delayed on a number of occasions due to objects thrown in the home stands towards the pitch. Sheffield Wednesday roundly condemn these unacceptable actions from a tiny minority of people who have undermined the good name of our club whilst putting into jeopardy the safety of our players, officials and supporters. Such actions will not be tolerated and the club are currently in the process of conducting a thorough and robust internal investigation. For the avoidance of any doubt, any individual identified as having breached the EFL ground regulations and indeed the law will be sanctioned in the strictest possible manner, both by the club and the relevant authorities, end quote. Basically, just don't get yourselves into trouble. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that reads, if we find out it was you, bye-bye season ticket, bye-bye coming to matches. They've got to say this. We... It's not got as bad to a point where it looked like the match were going to get called off before all I've heard about it, which it was getting there. So mm. it was. 
Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, you, there's a certain level of how you behave and react and stuff, and that's not it. And the problem is, EFL always always got a little bit of a target for, we don't want to give them any more ammunition. We're probably going to get fined. Yep. So that's going to help with financial fair play, in it? Woohoo! We do have a rowdy section of the fan base. Um, I believe there's a line in there, but I'm also not the fun police. We're throwing stuff. It's not really in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, we Actually, can just, you just we can cut that think out. Think of something as well. Go on. You know, you're talking about how do you get pyros in? Mm. How does the lad who brings the heron in get it in? It's a good point, isn't it? Have you seen this heron? Yes. I don't know how that gets into games. Yeah. What do they do? Cuddle it like a baby? Like, well, I, oh, I'd I'm love... I'm coming with my child. <laughs> I don't even risk bringing my camera in to do proper vlogs, no. you know? So it's like... Because I always think what happens if I get to the ground with, like, portable tripod and DSLR, and they go, oh, you can't bring that in. I'm like, well, what? Well, I'm not leaving it here, have I? I'm not going in there, <laughs> no. have I? So, yeah. It's got, it got to be the baby. Maybe it's the baby way they're doing it. They're being the pirates. Look, I've got a baby. Yeah. It's made <laughs> up of little Cans. different colour flares. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we just need to, uh, no matter how bad the ref is, let's not just throw, yeah. let's not throw stuff at them. Let's just keep chanting how they're not fit to referee. That would be the, yeah. the best way about it. The interesting, a lot of the things they were picking up were vapes. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Michael Smith on the score sheet a couple of times this week for Wednesday. He was speaking to the press, and it has been quoted here from Yorkshire Live, him speaking after the match at Ipswich. He he was asked, quote, when asked how Wednesday can get to their best, Smith said that it was what happens at the training ground that makes the difference on weekends. He said the following, quote, just keep working hard on the training ground and put into practice what the manager wants on a Saturday. Training's been unbelievable since I've been in the building with the quality of the lads in the changing room. We showed it in the other night in a tricky game against Morecambe that could have been a banana skin. Even on Saturday, we showed glimpses of what quality we do have and hopefully it'll all click in the end and we can climb up that league table. Smith then went on to describe how he felt the, as the equaliser hit the back of the net, saying, class, it was unbelievable to score at the end of the front in front of all the fans. My missus and little one were in the corner. I completely forgot I picked up the ball boy as well. I've just been shown a picture. That was all a blur, so it's nice to be back. It makes all the hard work and sacrifices worthwhile. They are the special moments you can't put a price on, end quote. So Michael Smith finding his shooting boots, yep. looks back to fitness, and we've got him in... Firing for experience as well for this league of if we can get the Michael Smith from last year. I just love how that ball boy always gets involved in the celebrations. I love it. It's awesome. That's just got the it's the same one that uh, Dennis Adenner missed uh, last season, and then Lee Gregory picked him up. It's the same ball boy. It's like in the one thing that got me was the raw. You forget how loud we can be at times. You know, we know, we know we're loud, but when Bayer's goal went in, there was a, just that roar as let go, get out. It's because Hillsborough's, in general, has been flatter of recent. Mm. Just like the, the, ho- the home noise is not what it always has been. But no. I, I assume if we're talking about the roar specifically, again, I missed Ipswich, so <laughs> yeah. hands up here. It's all me when I'm there. There's no atmosphere. It's my fault. <laughs> but... Um, 
I know what you're saying. You, you do, you do take for granted how loud we can be sometimes, and you and it's it can fall a little bit flat because away, obviously, we're always we've got yeah. to out sing all the the home fans, yeah. so we give it a go. But um, and as a stadium, it's not acoustically that good in terms of where because there's lots of pockets and noise that can go out and leak. Well, I think we just we we have a a bit more of a calmer watch than we used to have in certain parts mm. of the stand, which is perfectly fine as well, by the way, because we still do have a steady steady average attendance every week. Yeah. When you what when you're seeing um seeing the attendance has come up, it's 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 comfortably over twenty two k quite a lot of the time, you know, and like that's yeah, it's good numbers for League One football, really, isn't oh, yeah. it? That's just, so. It'll be interesting to see what Wente can do with the attendance. Cause I know we had our what our match was cut back due to uh, SAG, uh, the safety standard lot. So it'd be interesting to see if we can go back and say, look, we want to get this back. But it's still a good number for League One. And we keep, and, and much of people will complain and say stuff. Uh, the only thing I did see on social media that was a bit of complaint, there was apparently no water in the toilets and stuff. There was no water full stop. So I we, never go to the toilet at yes. the match. Just don't. <laughs> and just in general, I, I never, yeah. I never, no, I never go. Um, no, I never, I never, I never get any food anymore. I never, I don't queue, Jake. I know you don't. That's why you don't queue for shirts like I do, like an idiot. Mm. You leave that for me to do. I've queued one time in the last four years, probably, to a point where. Do we have to uh, check your British citizenship? You do really it's a requirement. Nah, mate, I'm, I've not got time for that. I stood <laughs> I went, when they open when they opened the London. This is really lame. When they opened the London Pokemon Center, I stood and I queued for eight hours because there'd never been one in in Europe before. Fair enough. Um, I didn't think I was going to queue for eight hours. However, I had driven down to London to specifically go there and stayed the night. So when yes. I got in the queue in the morning, I'm not shifting. I was like, I might as well. Stand all I the think way I, que- I think I queue for GTA Five, if I remember correctly. I think I queue for GTA Five. Well, I don't even. Yeah, no, I I do queue a little bit when I'm standing and pick up like midnight release pre pre orders mm. and stuff like that. But I don't even do that that often. That's anymore. the thing. Of the, that well, that's the thing of the past. Unless there's a seal steel case version you want or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think Red Dead Two was the last one I did that for. Yeah, right. Yeah, might have been. Last one I actually. Lock out. I lock out how many times I bought GTA Five. Yeah, that's how they get you. You see the GTA yeah. Six leaks. Yep, and the uh, and the real. They come they out are. today and say they were real. So yeah, yeah, look good. Here's the thing: there's so many idiots on the internet that don't understand that this game is in the, the footage that was shown is in pre-alpha. Yep. They're testing game mechanisms. They're like, oh, why does it look so bad? Because they've not done the character models yet. Nothing is because done. they're this testing mechanisms. That's how I know. One people don't understand it, but it's not like Rockstar put it out places, is it? Yeah, it's it's like when they used to do E3, and it used to be this is how good it is. It's like that rendered footage. Just remember that rendered cinematic stuff. That's not what the game's going to look like. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, back into the yeah. football. Yes. Oh, I blame you and Worko for this one. Yeah, it's probably our you, fault. You, isn't it? you you bigged him up. So. There was an interview again with the media talking to Darren Moore about Mark McGuinness. Darren Moore said, and quote, 
It's not good news. He's picked up an injury that we've had a scan and the injury is going to keep him out for a few weeks. It's a strain, so we're disappointed to lose him for a game like today. It's a big loss. Hopefully it'll be three to four weeks. He'd have started today, but it's the first time he's, it's the first time he's had an injury like this. Oh, and what he thought was, And what he thought was a dead leg was actually a strain. Ah, Jake, end quote. No, they didn't put the Jake part in there before I end quoted it, yeah. but they might as well have done because the player that I said is just the one that we need in that team and he's solid and does his job quietly. He's injured. Yep. Of course he is. Yep. And this is why I wanted another defender bringing in, just in case. Like, Ben Hennigan is coming back to fitness, apparently, but... Three centre-backs. Yep. We've signed this window. Injured. Yep. We've now got Iortha and Anuikwe. I think that's it. If Ben yeah. Hennigan doesn't come back yeah. for the Burton game. That is it. So, Liam Palmer, you might have to start do it, doing centre-back role role duty or even Patterson. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I don't <laughs> think he'll actually play Patterson there as much as it'd be a laugh for me. Um, but not yeah, it's, it. it's a big hit. It's a big hit for us, really. He's, yeah. he's that player that goes in there and it gives you that solidity. He just does his job without making missed a big fuss weekend. of it. Just yeah. missed him at the weekend. Him and Owitway have been really good when they played. Completely. It's it's going to be a massive miss going forward. Iofa's going to need to find some form and fast. Either that or Hennigan coming back in. It's going to be a big thing for I think, us. I think next league game, Wickham. No, it's Derby, isn't it? I'm lying. Might be Wickham. No, sorry, it is Wickham. It's because they last played Derby. I was getting that ah, confused right, yeah. in my head when I was looking at the... Yep. I was looking at yeah, the Yeah, not stats. good. We need to make sure when we put the actual things in, we put the team in big letters before me because I do just look at the words in front of me and even if I know that's wrong, I will read it sometimes. Well done. Um, right. So, I don't want to talk about Mark McGuinness anymore because it's going to make me sad because I'm sick of our centre-backs getting injured. Yep. It's like Famiao, he came in and had an amazing... But it is sounding minutes. like he could be back October, November. Time. Yeah, he's working hard, isn't he? He's, he's, so he's trying his best. That's a positive. That's better than what I thought last week was around Christmas time. So, so there was a story about us... Uh, this was an examiner about us leading the way in 2022 uh, across all four divisions. So in terms of points or whatever it was, we were at the top. Don't need yeah. to really mention that one. There is quite a lot of uh, Yorkshire Live stuff in here and examiner things this week. So we will go on to this one. So this is a former player story. So we spoke about Massimo Luongo a little bit on his way out. There's been a little bit more of an interview with him. And this is taken from Yorkshire Live. Uh, after it's so, just to recap with you guys, Luongo put that Chris, Chris, uh, cryptic message on Instagram. We talked about when he said, "Have I?" When the club said he'd rejected a new deal, he spoke to. He told the Yorkshire Post the following: "End quote. It's an awkward one and not one I want to dwell into much detail because it's a great club and a club that have looked after me. But it was a bit of both in terms of the decision to leave." 
I wanted to give myself as much time as possible to make the decision. They didn't really want to wait, which is fair enough. And then they sort of jumped the gun a little before I got the chance to really make my decision. But ultimately, my priority was to get back to the championship. But I would have, but I would have liked a little bit more time to make that decision. Whether or not it would have changed my decision or not, I don't know. I think ultimately, all parties involved had their own agendas and they wanted to rush a little bit, whereas I didn't. The article goes on to say, more uh, to show more quotes from Luongo saying it was a horrible summer from June he said I've never been in this situation before in previous windows it's like you're more desirable because you cost nothing I was an experienced player coming off a good season with Sheffield Wednesday but I think the climate has changed a little bit and it made me tough it made for a tough time not really knowing what might happen I did know of a few clubs lingering and I was with Reading for a little bit and recently training with them to be fair, it was more when the window got close to shutting, that's when things started to move because certain clubs started to realise they weren't getting the players they wanted and stuff like that. I'm going to end the quote there because he just talks about yeah. how he's moved to Middlesbrough ended up uh, occurring. But Luongo obviously saying what we already knew, really. Yeah. We, we kind of guessed this reading between the lines that he just wanted more time on the deal and Wednesday we made the decision for off. him. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, interesting one was for me in that quote was yeah. the uh I was expecting more people to come looking at me and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think a lot of people didn't take you because your injury record. Yeah. It's a and risk. I think that yeah. And I think he I think he still thinks he's he a fit Massimo Longo is fantastic, but how many games can he actually stay fit for? I I don't, the midfield's the one <laughs> position we don't really need to worry about anymore, so it's no. kind of worked out for both parties here. You don't need to... Uh, the club are well in their rights to make the decision. I think he understands this. He might have posted all that, but the club are well in their rights to go, no, we, we're going to need to get this done. And we brought him back in sin, didn't we? We decided, yeah. we made the decision. We were like, right, we're going we're gonna to make some moves. We've offered you a contract, Massimo. We're not waiting for you, especially because we've also know about your injury record. So I was offering you a contract, wanting you to stick around. If you want, If you delay... This is what can happen. The club mm. needs to get their affairs in order. And that's what Darren Moore wanted this season. He wanted to get his players in and he wanted to have a pre-season with them and he wanted to have, yeah. have them sorted. In. It's why you gutted about Wilk not getting in early and yeah. that whole thing. I think if you get Wilkes in early, probably playing. Exactly. And I know Luongo would have probably been still training with the club and things like that. If he, But the, I think he, he, wanted his, he wanted his unit. You know, He wanted his unit of players that he could work yeah. with and know the ones that are sticking around and, and work with them. And... I'm and not it's too. not the first time we've heard him turn around and go, I'm a championship player. Yeah, exactly. You were you were an injured player for a long time, Mass. Mm. <laughs> There's that side of it. Yeah. Um, and Wednesday did stick stick with you on that. And yes, you had some really good matches for us, but unfortunately, he's not been through a successful period with Sheffield Wednesday, has he? He's no. not brought us any too many highs so to speak yeah. so it's 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 a difficult one there and i think wednesday were well well within their rights to pull the deal you know oh, yeah, I, I, for the record obviously we were saying at the time we wanted to keep him but yeah things work out in a certain way and he's got a club and everybody moves yeah. on um, no hard feelings exactly yeah so ryan galvin's gone on loan to maidstone united non-league what are your thoughts there jake Makes a lot of sense. He needs game time, but this is the situation. He's either got to do well and come back at the end of this loan and be ready to be in contention to the first team, or you're going to be on another Alex Hunt on your hands where he needs to break in. He is a left back. 
which is something we don't have many of, which is good. Yeah. But if you're going to do this, let him have this thing, but maybe around Christmas time, start putting him on the bench, bringing him off, bringing him on, let him well, build we thought himself Well, we thought Hunt's loan spell was going to be the the making of him, didn't we? And obviously yeah. now we've sold him permanently. So Galvin will look at that and go, mm, he's 21. He's got a bit of time. He's got a bit of time on there. But when he comes back at 22, if he can't really kick on, it's one of those times where we know as, as, as a fan base and sort of where our academy works now that we possibly will sell him if he can't get into that team. So yeah. we're not doing ridiculously long loan spells with people by the looks of it. We sold Alex Hunt and Alex Hunt's 22, isn't he? So yeah, T- it's clock, nice to see clock's it ticking, worked. but it's it's good to see young players getting their their deals out there. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. He, he, um, we need to make sure more of these players are going out and actually getting real world football. It's it's interesting that a lot of them are going to non league. Mm. I know there's a contact with Darren Moore there um, and things like that at Maidstone, but maybe it's the case of did he go to Maidstone before? Was it uh, game three went last time? No, I don't think it's... I can't I think remember. It's I know his sec, second the interest, time on loan. The interesting thing about this one, Jake, is the uh, it's an initial two-month. So yeah. it's not like he's he's gone for the full season or that. So he might, we might need him for defensive cover at this rate. That's probably why he's gone out like that, you know, so we can get yeah. him back if we need him. Because Darren's like, I don't have much luck in this position. You're only going for two months and then come back. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, good luck to him. Hopefully he can come back yeah. and break into that squad. That's the hope we hope with all of those players. Yeah. So, this is an article from The Star. There's been a lot of questions about Sheffield Wednesday and playing out for the back, okay? Speaking to The Star, the Owls boss said this, and quote, You're going to get moments in the game where you're playing out from the back or through the lines or directly to the front. They're all about decision-making at the time. There will still be times where we play out at the back because we've scored umpteen goals doing that. We scored at Morecambe from the back after 20-odd passes. We've played out with seven passes and scored, and we played directly to the front with three passes and scored. The game ebbs and flows, and there are a lot of tactics on the pitch, and it's up to us managers to see it. We've seen it throughout the football from the Premier League down to League Two, and that's what we're here to do with the types of players we've got. Ipswich were pressing us, and we have to be brave and play through the press. There are moments where they'll capitalise, but there are also moments where we get it right and we create the extra man. We just didn't capitalise. We've got to maintain it and keep building. End quote. So, he's commented a little bit more on the, the playing out from the back stuff, because a lot of fans, literally, you can, you can hear them audibly yep. moan yeah. now when... Wednesday start playing through the back and it's not quite working and you just hear people screaming, it's not working, mm. you know. So your thoughts on Darren Moore's comments on it and where we go with it? When Darren Moore gets questions like that, what I love about him, he's all stats, he's all numbers. He's all about what, uh, this is how it is, this is why we do it. Now, it's still not right and I still gaff, but I think we've got to get, if this is how we want to do it, we've just got to sit there and watch it and take it because we're not the managers. It, the players work on this week out, but and we've got to trust him more that he can do it. Like we know Darren Moore is a stickler to fur being a little bit stubborn with what he does. But this week we did see him go, change the formation. He went to four at the back, which we've been calling for. We played with wingers. He is willing to change it if need be. This out from the back, it's only, I think it's only when you get an... I'll say it, David Stockdale passing at times is just not there. Yeah. It's not where it should be. And he, 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 it's a, it's quite a lazy pass when he does pass it. 
or there's not a player thinking the one that's annoying me at the minute is where we're passing it across across the back back of the goal. Like mm. that's not I would taught at a very early age, because I used to play goalkeeper, don't pass it across your box. Side to side, up the pitch, but not across your box if you can help it. Because you will get that player that will nip in and take it. The game changes though, doesn't it? And the, yeah. the, 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 he does say that it's, it's, you see it more and more and more. And there was a big thing. I remember like the shift of about 10 years ago, it coming into the English game quite hard mm. and playing out from the back was a, it was a thing that was becoming more and more popular. Um, and it's now most teams try and do it. It's the norm um, now. Yeah. And you need to be a bit more of a technical player. I understand you don't want to give possession away straight away. I understand yeah. the philosophy around it. You know, you're meant to work up the play and build it into the box and, and not just lump it and give it give the on, other team a chance of a 50-50. On what you just said, what's your take on Barry Bannon's kickoff that he does? <laughs> it's become more of an icon now, hasn't it? Um, yeah. He doesn't do it. it. There was a match recently where we didn't do it. I remember that and being like, oh my God. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a kickoff, isn't it? it it's... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really make too much for us, but it kind of like, I can see what we're trying with it though. You know, we're trying to get something started straight away, yeah. but once something's done too many times, it becomes predictable. So I think that's where we are as a club at times, as a team, we are sometimes a little bit predictable. Did you see the where... set piece tactics against Morecambe though? We talk about predictability. Yes. We're actually changing things up a little bit there. Yeah. The way we went to uh, the, the inside post mm. and started and, and worked it low and tried it like that. I like us doing stuff like that. Wednesday had a period of time, I remember, where we always used to try different little uh, yes. set pieces out and things like that. And it's nice to see us tinkering in that, in that kind aspect. of thing again. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, playing out from the back is going to be a controversy while we're still sort of looking a bit yeah. shaky with it. But I understand what you're saying with Stockdale and the passing. And th- th- there is cause for concern there when it doesn't go right. But Also, again, how many, mid- how many defenders has he had in front of him? Let's also remember this. He's not got a solid set of defenders in front of it. He's, again, another change in defence. Defense. So that could be a reason why it's not worked the most. Not the consistency of players in front of him. Yeah, exactly. On positive news, in positive news even, uh, Bias, Bannon and Windass and Smith all featuring Skybet League One Team of the Week. So that's from earlier yeah. performances. Four Wednesday players in Team of the Week. That is what you like to see. It's a shame Definitely. we're doing this one. FIFA's not a thing because one of our players might eventually make it into there again. Yeah, yeah. We only had it. We only had Barahino and Gregory in there, I believe, last season. In, in yeah, in we forms. did, didn't we? And it was due to hat trick, a hat trick for Barahino there. I think. Is it two weeks till FIFA? Nine days for us from the recording of this podcast. For if you've got early access, however. There's, there's usually it's trials 20, and it, things like that. I'm sorry, I'm yawning on the podcast, so I'm professional here. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, 27, I think it's 27th if you've got ultimate team, the ultimate team edition, then it's 30th, and I believe they're doing early access. I don't think they're doing the 10 No, I think early access is the 30th, isn't it? Yeah, it might be, yeah. I think the ultimate edition one's the 30th, I'm not sure, though. Right, um, the Plymouth's trip has been rescheduled it's now going ahead on the 4th of october at quarter to eight so tuesday night tuesday night plymouth trip good luck yep we are also going to be playing southampton on the 9th of november kickoff at 7 45 again that's a wednesday night 
in the League Cup. Yep. Now we are done for the news, so we are into the next matches. The next match, you'll be watching this on the night of the match. We have got the Pizza Cup. Yay. Hey. And the Pizza Cup is against Burton tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. The night of this podcast, straight after this podcast. Yes. I don't even know if I'm going to bother watching the Pizza Cup anymore, uh, Jake. I will, so you don't have to. Yeah, I'll probably still watch it, but I ain't streaming it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he he put a gauntlet down for the, the, the competition this year. Yeah, I'll watch it if we actually progress in it, but <laughs> you see the first round. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't fantastic. Wasn't great against Brad before that. No. Um, I just think Burton are not doing very well in the league. They're actually bottom of the league. Yeah. No manager since yeah. like in... Four uh, points. Bank. Yeah. So it's nailed on that they're going to beat us in the Pizza Cup. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Let's talk about the actual game that I care about this weekend. The league game this weekend for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, Stockdale it's a returning. It, it's a Stockdale it, derby. Well, it's not returning, is he? But uh, Wickham no. come to Hillsborough. Hmm. And they have got 11 points, 16th in League One. Wickham, kind of an iffy iffy um, start to the season so far. They've got seven points at home, 2-1-1 on that. Their away record is worse, though. Four points, 1-1, three losses. So they've only won one and drew one there. And their goal difference is exactly zero. Their last match was at home against Derby County. They will be looking for a bounce back. We know how Wickham Wanderers play football. Ah. Now, Go I've on. been speaking to a Wickham fan. fan and or did play said, football. Go on. Yeah, and he said they're not the Wickham of last season. They they do still do the time wasting, but the big architect was that, was Stockdale, by the sounds of it. And he said, we're not very good at it now. And they're on a massive rebuild this season. Like, the person who they could always rely on to go is now retired in Akin Fenway. So they haven't got that big... Beat. I know he was only coming off the bench, but he, he made score a... a lot of goals, though, did he? No, but Carry he made on. a pre- it was his presence than anything. Yeah, you have to put markers on him. I get that. Yeah, uh, but they are from a, what a lot have said. They're not the same team this season, but they're one of the ones that could start to pick up the more games they play. I think this is a good opportunity for to get a good win against them and. Yeah, and in fairness, Akin Fenway, he got he got five goals and obviously he, he in thirty four appearances, so it's not prolific, but he was mm. thirty nine or whatever he was. Uh, they, I think they lost the defender 40. as well, who went to, I think he went to Aberdeen. I think they lost Dockdale. The, I think during the window they brought in two goalkeepers. So, yeah. as a bat line, they they're rebuilding and. A lot have said they're not the same team as the couple of seasons because there was a lot of people in that team who was like, I'm ready for a change if we weren't going up. Yeah, I I still don't fancy us when they come to Hillsborough because they just have a way of playing against us now. No, but can so. you imagine David Stockdale being on the ball going, oh, you want me to stand up? Nah. Yeah, it is the time. It is the David Stockdale match, isn't it? But yeah, let us yes. know what you think. Um, how when's you going to fare before that? It'd be interesting to actually see some predictions in the podcast mm. if you're here early enough. It'll date it in the comments, but I don't care. Let's see what happens there. But that, predictions. Jake, is all I have got for this week's episode of the Talking Podcast. Anything to add? Just 
Enjoy yourself. Keep warm, because I think the temperature is about to drop. Yeah, uh, it was brisk it when I got the, up for it, work the other day. It dropped the other day and it was horrible. So stop digging out those big coats and stuff. But enjoy enjoy the football. Enjoy just being around people. Uh, I recently had a friend of mine get not some good health news. So enjoy the people you're around and pre- uh, look after them. Yeah, philosophical from Jake as always there. I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Um, But yeah, on a lighter note, it's going to be that time of season where we can all be basic people and have pumpkin spice and things and things like that. So if you are that basic person, like I I like to try and transform into, um, then... You've got the hair. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We'll enjoy it. We'll enjoy the... uh, His shampoo with with L'Oreal, he's worth it. Yeah, I, I don't have air conditioning at the minute. So while I don't have air conditioning in my car, I will enjoy oh, the fact. Not? No. no. I've just done that no. I've just done that summer of work without air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, so I'm quite happy that it's cooling yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> Even though I do really hate when it gets so cold and you're getting up and you're like you, you can just feel your fingers when you're opening car door and you're yeah. like, Oh, this is horrible. But anyway you just walk out and there's the, the breath is like, Yep, it can be one of those yeah. days. This next month isn't usually too bad. It's the rain. Mm. I can't deal getting soaked, you know. I don't mind yeah. if it's just a bit cold because you can get in the car, put the heaters on, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the changing of the seasons, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. But that is been it for episode 84 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.